Welcome everyone. We're so glad you guys are here joining us with Intentionally God, those of you in uh, YouTube land and those of you who are live with us here. Um, no, Ricky did not grow his hair out. I am Stacy, and I'm filling in for Ricky tonight. So um, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yes. yes. Aren't you thrilled I'm here? Yeah, well, I am absolutely glad that you're here. <laughs> Um, would love to get some of those great insights that you have. Uh, it brings in a whole uh, new perspective to things. A new perspective. A new perspective, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. So we're, we are excited about having them. We have our, our crowd here with us. That's and, right. Uh, There's so many. I can't yes, see all the are. way to the I'm back. I'm telling but... you, I, everybody said that if we did this, there would be such a great crowd because everybody wants to hear Pastor Paul talk about things. And it is true. Isn't people... it amazing how many people, <laughs> they love it. They, do, they just they want just... to touch the hem of my garment. Okay. <laughs> that, I love yeah. it. That's what they want. Yeah, yeah. So we got, um, we do have a, a a topic of current events that we need we need to talk about with everybody. This this really is big. So. It, it really is. I mean, I really want to hear what people think about this because it's a controversial topic. I it, think it is. It, it is. can it can definitely cause some heated conversations and some divisions. Right. Right. Real heated conversations. Yeah, it can. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's something that's come up this time of the year, and it comes up this time of the year every year. Uh, now, one of the, what we're talking about is that. Um, Stacy has a pool. Yes. Yours is an in-ground pool. It is. Okay, so that's that's got its own benefits and... And drawbacks. And drawbacks. Got, yeah. And I just recently finished installing the um, above-ground pool at the Rienzo House. That's right. That's your dream come true. We all saw it. Right, I, if you saw that sermon series that I did. Matter of yep. fact, we're gonna, once the grandkids come, I'm going to take a picture that resembles the picture that we used in the graphic of that series. I love it. So that'll I be love great. It. But we're both faced with, with the uh, same problem, aren't we? We are. It doesn't matter whether it's in ground or above ground. No, There's it is. one issue you're going to face. And that issue is? Whether or not you have people peeing in your pool. Yes, pee, yes what do you peeing think? in your pool. I mean, come on. That's it's a, a real thing. No, it's a real, real thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been a pool owner probably for almost a decade between the two houses we've lived in. Is a real issue. Right, right, right. And and, and I'm not and, just talking with children. Terrible. I'm not just talking about my young children. You See, know? now as a new pool owner, <laughs> this is a little bit shocking to me. I'm a little I'm disturbed because I, I was talking to Ricky about it, and because I was, I wanted, I want Alice and Doc to come over. They're two young kids, and yeah. I want him and his family to enjoy the pool, and we'll just kind of swim around. But I asked them, you know, I didn't know if this was protocol that parents ask. Other people, do your kids know not to pee in my pool? Yeah. And uh, so he actually had me interview the boys or ask the boys. And and uh, Doc said, uh, no, I don't pee in the pool. That's right. And then Alice says, oh, yeah, I pee in the pool. Well, and so, you know. <laughs> so the question they came down to is, um, does Ricky pee in the pool? And we began to ask other adults if they if they're at somebody else's pool, do they pee in the pool? And we found that seventy three percent yes of people who are in somebody else's pool will pee in their pool. How do you yeah, feel about you know that? that? I no. But I, mean, I do actually have experienced it. I'm not going to name names, of course. I would oh, never would it be, say Let names. me just say, oh, I'm, this <laughs> I'm is not, good. We're I'm into not, it. Wait, I'm wait. Not, so gonna, when you're, I've never done this before. So have you? Can you tell when somebody's peeing in your pool? I might be able to tell. There's okay. been a time or two that what's, I have. What's the tell? Well, the tell is you're all hanging out in the pool, right? And right. someone swims to the other end of the pool and kind of leans back, looks around, 
And is there a grin associated with it? Yeah, oh, so oh, and a sigh. A, a, a sense of relief. Yes. Okay. So, um, now, can I ask you the next question? Is that person one of our listening audience? Maybe. I'm not sure who all is oh, listening. It's, wow. it's not our live audience, but it is probable that it's someone in our listening wow. audience. Wow. <laughs> now, this may sound ridiculous, but Chris, who's a doctor, yeah. said and my husband, when he was... Uh, at college, they actually did a little research paper mm-hmm. on people peeing in pools. And what they found out, no, seriously, this was good. It is true. Is He's not making this up. That what your body does inside of a pool, the inclination that the water and the warmth of the water has on you, also the absorption of water, yeah. the lack of perspiration and some of the other functions of the body, that 45 minutes is the max that you can be in a pool without peeing in it. Yeah, so if you got friends hanging out in your pool for more than 45 minutes, you better ring a bell, tell them to take a break. I'm just saying. It's serious. It's yeah. serious. And there are restaurants that you guys were telling me about that have pools that have bars yeah. in the Come pool. Come on, swim-up bars. I'm not the only one who's ever heard of a uh, swim-up bar. Shura, you know swim-up so bars. Worldly, so worldly, so She's been around the world. Have you ever been gone to a swim-up bar? Morocco. <laughs> Goose Creek, Does everywhere. He seem like this, no, folks? <laughs> does, see, she doesn't watch. I don't watch, but she I does listen. Not watch. So I when listen. she's not on, she does not watch. I listen on the podcast the next yeah. day. I promise. So, uh, have you ever been at one of those pull up? Yes. And did you ever go to the bar at, in the water? And you wow. just sit and drink. And and, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then you might or might not relieve yourself, right? While you're at the bar. Denise this, never would. Denise isn't this terrible? It is I disgusting. Know. Okay, and so I'm having a hard time, and I know people are out there, and they're they're wondering why we're we talking about this at a Bible study. But because it's the things we're wondering about tonight, we're going to be talking about loving the other guy. Okay, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Good issues segue. of what's going on in another person's life, and this is one of those cases. Yeah, is that it, God has gifted you with a pool? That's and right. Gifted me with a pool. Do once I own something, do I shut it down because I don't want the other guy messing in my pool? Right. And it really does come down to it. Do I close the landscape of my life because there are people out there that will be unkind to me in the landscape of my life? That's right. So so this really does happen. If you're gonna have relationships, you have you're to gonna have people who be in, in your pool. pool. That's exactly right. But it's okay. And and people who will not who will pull back from relationships is because um, the difficulty of loving somebody who does something that you might not agree with. Right. Right. Or yeah. Enjoy. Right. Right. So I <laughs> I, I think it's a perfect segue. Yeah. One of the things we also wanted to mention before we go into it, before I have you pray, notice yes. we did not have prayer before our conversation about the pool. It doesn't make it not right, though. It doesn't but, make it not right. No, it's just saying it's, we're moving into a different segment I, once I, we pray, yes, right? that's right. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, the, we're leaving the kitty end of the pool. We're going to something, some deeper waters. I like that. Let's yeah. go deep. Um, is last week, uh, the, the guys did a great job. Oh, man, they did an awesome job. I listened to it. It was great. There was one thing. Yeah, that we needed to fix for them because there they... There's this one thing. They, they kind of got it wrong a little bit, but I... I Theologically, they they were impeccable. Yes. I mean, they represented well, but uh, it it came down to uh, some understanding of some Hebrew words. It did. And you know me, I I love them. Yes, um, yes. Because they told the crowd, what did they tell the crowd last week? So when they were talking about Mount 
Herman is what they said. Yes. And I thought, hmm, I've never heard it called Mount Herman. That that was the correct, yes. That's the correct pronunciation of it. But actually, yeah. I, I think it's Herman. Okay. I think we're right when we what say Mount Herman, Herman, the yes. dew coming down from, from Mount, Mount Herman. Herman. But we didn't stay there with our own opinion. No, because that's not okay to stay no, there. No, it's not. We want everybody to learn. Okay, and we, we're teachable we are, because we, learner, lovers, and leaders. There okay? you go. Learner, number Denise one. Denise has got her bracelet That's on. right, because Denise is part of a small group, leadership yeah, team. She sure is. Yes, she is. And they're starting up this coming Sunday. Well, we're going to have... Small uh, group kickoff this Sunday yeah. at both services. So all of our small group leaders will be here. You can talk to them. You can sign up. You can sign up online. She's, the sign-up's already there. It's did, great. Did you guys see her go into commercial mode? I can't I mean, did you it. see it all of a sudden? Her eyes you. glazed over. <laughs> it, was, it was like... I told you I'm almost a broadcast journalist. That's right. Three joints away from being a journalist. Yeah. I stayed at a Holiday okay. Inn Express last See, night. See, I only think college was about <laughs> smoking weed. That's all I know. I didn't realize there were semesters. Yeah, there, there are. <laughs> we were supposed to finish those books? <laughs> Sometimes it's required. Uh, okay. okay, so... Um, so the, we didn't want to stay in right. So that we moment. wanted to go to you have a Hebrew source, I a, do, and a actual Jewish scholar who teaches you the actual pronunciation of words. Yes, so I've can, never actually met him, but um, I listened to him on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Can so you, uh, I looked it up. Yeah, let me help you here. All right, let this. me. I want to play this for you guys. So this is what it says. This is out of Joshua eleven seventeen, um, and so it will read the words for me. So this is. This Jewish scholar reading Mount right, not Google, not, not Google. Wikipedia. No, this is okay. a Jewish scholar. You'll hear it. Not so some just Bible listen. reading program. No, because they dramatized. may say right. They okay. may say Herman. Right, but not Elevation Worship Team. Right. Yeah. No, right. No. no, no this yeah. is straight up <laughs> Hebrew scholar here. So here we go. Oh, I just went around the whole gambit. I'm telling you. Up. Okay. And maybe I'm being pedantic here, but you know, I think that we do oh, need to. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure if yeah, I said that. Uh, right. Don't uh, check me on that. No, no, go okay, ahead. Listen. Yeah, let's listen to it. Let's get it down there. Okay, okay ready to go. All right. Here it is. Hold on. Give me a second. We're coming to do this. Here we go. Hermon. 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 Yes. You want to hear it one more time? One more time. time. One more time. This, this is for Ricky. Hermon. That is the correct pronunciation. That's right. And it's real thick at the beginning. Yeah. Hermon. Ricky, you can thank me for that next week when you're on this mic. That's right. <laughs> I think you did a great job. Thank you for keeping us on track. I mean, you know, if you go and Google it, it will say Herman. Yeah. But, but the Hebrew come guy. On, yeah. The Hebrew guy. No, did that sound real to you guys? I mean, that's. Yeah, that sounded like it is. Hebrew. That's where I go. Okay. Um, then now that we've got that all out of the way, why don't you talk to Jesus for us and ask him in some way. (laughs) To to help us out here, redeem this conversation. All right. Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you that we can come together tonight and we can laugh and we can talk. But most of all, Father, that we can hear from you and we can hear from you about being beloved so that we can live in the beloved and love those around us, especially as we talk tonight about loving the other guys. So we just invite your spirit here tonight just to fill our hearts and minds. Father, it's so much more than us sitting here talking tonight, but we know that your very presence is with us and with everyone who 
is tuning in, whether they're listening to us on a podcast in delay or whether they're with us live um, in person or on the internet, we know that your presence is with each one of us. And so we just thank you for that. And we pray that you uh, guard and guide our conversation for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So we learned that Jesus didn't just save us to go to heaven, but rather so that we would personally understand that we are beloved. Yes. But then out of that, God calls us to start loving the other guy. <laughs> and and we all have another guy, okay? Now, I'm doing this, the other guy. I did a series on it based upon the movie with Mark Wahlberg and... We do not recommend it necessarily, well, though. Yeah, but uh, Farrell... What's Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell. Was Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's the old, the idea that there are some people that are just in your life that are the other guy. Yes. Uh, they're not the sweet people in your life that make your life wonderful. They're the other guy. They're the difficult person yeah. to love. And so um, Jesus made the activity and the quality of our love central to everything we do. Yeah. So when he was asked what the greatest commandment was, what was, what was his response? So when he was asked that, Jesus responded in Mark 12, 30 through 31, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Wow, okay. So he lays this down in that your neighbor is the other guy. Yeah. Okay, so... And that's not always easy. And a lot of us find interacting with other people challenging. Especially people who rub up against us the wrong way, who don't think the way we think or don't interact the way we interact yeah. too. That's a that's a real challenge. Yeah. And I think that's why Jesus was challenging this idea with them and saying. Oh, absolutely. You know, you got to um, love your neighbor. And it can be somebody at the grocery store. It can be somebody that lives on the the sitting on the same couch with you. Oh, yeah. Can be the other person, the other guy. I mean, not that um, I was speaking from personal experience. That came out a little too quick. <laughs> no, no, no. But but here's what we need to remember, too, is that to everybody else, everybody else is sitting here. Yeah. You, to me, is that you're the other guy. and uh, And that I am the other guy to someone else. Yes. So we got to remember that there may be a group of people out there that when they think about the difficulty of loving the other guy, that it's our faces that are appear, that yeah. we're the other guy to everybody else except for ourselves. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's kind of, um, you know, something to think about it and realize it's not easy to love all of your neighbors, but also we've got to ask ourselves, are, are, we, are we the neighbor that's easy to love or difficult to love? Right. So it's going to require something different in us to achieve this. Absolutely. Because I don't have a natural bend to loving the other guy. I went to the bird store this week with Morgan. As I went to the bird store, all I would, you know, I wanted to get her a present. It was her Would, birthday, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it was her birthday. And so um, I went up to the door, and the door was locked. And it was Memorial Day, but I had Googled it to see if it was open, and it said it was open. And that's a good thing to Google. Yeah, it is. <laughs> bird store. Bird store. <laughs> wild birds. Uh, so I went there, and I, I pulled on the door, and it was locked. So I was a little frustrated with myself. Well, there was a woman coming out of her car, and, and it had Biden sticker on it, and had some other um, liberal or left-wing dogma on the back of her thing and so you know i kind of noticed that and yeah. and so um you know um she's like it's not open <laughs> i went did my voice again you did women did. not all women okay, talk all right. like that most no, women no, she, don't talk like okay. that it's not open 
She didn't talk. Yeah. I thought I said, so it's not open? Yeah. So she said, and I said, no. And I said, it's kind of interesting. It's uh, It said it was open on the website. And then she said, um, I don't, she yeah. said, um, I don't know, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. So, and I'm like, you don't know about that. I mean, like, what are you calling me a liar? I mean, I mean, I'm just, now I didn't say this. <laughs> But this is what I wanted to say. But when she said, and I said, yeah, I checked on the website, and they said they were open. And she said, I don't know about that. And I'm just, well, then I, I, I had to, like, why am I going to, but I was going to call her down right there on the spot. And, like, what do you mean? You don't you know. You don't know about that. I mean, because I tell you, if we were in Boston, it would. It would have gone yeah, down. Yeah, it would have gone down. And, but it was kind of like, wait a minute, maybe what she means by I don't know about that is I didn't check the website, so I really can't speak intelligently to your inquiry. Listen to the way you did that. That was good. That was yeah. a good voice. That was yeah. a good Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how, yeah. That's how you do it. And so the thing is, is um, I don't come by this naturally. It I don't think any something, of us do. Yeah, it takes, I think maybe other people have a different threshold, it's but I, but the bottom line, it's the clock's ticking. It's going to go off. You know, it's like the bomb counting down. We're going to have a conflict with somebody eventually. Yes. So it's going to take something different. So, uh, and Jesus knew this. So we find out in John 13, starting in verse 34, we find out Jesus is going to give us this element, the missing element about loving. Yeah. So John 13, 34 through 35. Okay, you don't have to repeat it after every time. I, I know, I mean, but it's I my old school it. way of doing things. I, I know, but I just like, made it very Okay, I just never made mind. It very I'm just going to go with it. Yeah, you yes. wrecked the fluidity. I'm sorry. How many classes in journalism did you have left? <laughs> Obviously not. Uh, too many. Too many. I'm I sorry. Know. Go ahead. Okay. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Okay. So if something different is going to happen in our relationship with the other guy, then something new is going to have to happen. And yes. Jesus knows that. He, he, I mean, he's communicating a new commandment um, I'm going to give you. Um, but that, they didn't necessarily think that that was super new, right? Because they'd heard love one another. Yeah, yeah. So, so something was going to have to change first in us. Um, I don't know if you watch, like, um, oh, I don't know, like some of the tech blogs or or. You magazines. mean like the World Developers Conference that Apple does, or whatever? What's it called? <laughs> WW? Yes, CDNet or stuff like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch. Uh, I, I watch it a time or two. You get excited about, and I get excited too. Every year when Apple announces incredible products being released. Yes. And it's because I think over all the years, I mean, you got your Apple Watch on? What I version mean, you got? Oh, don't talk about what, it. What is it? I, it's like the two. Oh, it's and it's a, driving it's me crazy. Okay. Or maybe it's a three. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I got a three. and But, you know, we're, we both got our little um, MacBook Pros and things like that. Or you got a MacBook Air. Yeah, I got an... I don't even think they make the Air anymore. See, I need a new computer. You see. So, w <laughs> so when Apple announces, and I think it's in October... Yeah, they. Uh, it used to be in June. I think they've moved yeah. it to and the I, fall. Like at September, October, they'll announce yeah. when the new iPhone's coming out, whether or not it's going to be curved, whether or not it's going to be big, all, all, all the different things. We get excited about that. Oh, yeah, we do. Because when Apple says they're going to do something new, it's usually incredible. 
it's yeah, almost always. Yeah. I mean, if you're Android out there, don't be hating on us because Apple's good. It's, no, and it's, I would, it's exciting. Android's fine, but yeah. And if Samsung said they were coming out with something special, I would think. But if Walmart announces something new, would you get excited? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean curbside I mean, delivery is the last thing new I heard Walmart say, and I think that's you know, yeah, that's so much new. Yeah. So uh, speaking of that, did we say it today? I I what? can't believe that that. All, all the fact that people, are, we, you know, I'm not making fun of the fact that people lost life and that there's a threat to life. Yes. But some of the accoutrements that occurred because of COVID. You might have said this earlier I, I, today. I, I wasn't like, going to repeat it. I think but. I, yeah, I think I said I miss COVID. <laughs> yeah. But not the disease. I miss the fact that you didn't have to go into stores. Right? They would just, you would pop your trunk and it would just, some stores are still doing it, yeah, I think. A, a Home Depot's still doing it. Oh, I good. ordered some stuff today. And I know I, I technically can go in, but, but I, I don't want to go in. I want, they're, they're going to have like these four retirees drag this big box out and put it in my cup for me. But Why they're going to start charging you for it now. Oh, are they? I think. Oh, okay. It'll but, be a convenience fee. But the bottom line, <laughs> when Apple announces something new, it's spectacular. You, yeah. Yeah. So when Jesus is talking to his disciples, when the second person of the Trinity yeah. announces something new, okay? And we're talking about the guys that gave us Alpha and Centauri. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the guys that brought us Mars and Jupiter and right. all the other things, uh, quantum and all that stuff. When he says something new is going to happen, then something new, it, it must be something new. It's but like be. you said... Loving one another is not a new idea. No, it's not. So then you have to wonder what it is because um, he, Jesus is trying to say to them, there's this new commandment. I think they were probably like, what is he talking about? Yeah. We've always been told from... Right. It, 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 is, it, it is in the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, and we've all been told about loving one another. And so much so, we probably tune it off. Oh, if totally. I was to say to you today, if I was to stop and say, I really just feel like the Lord's just talking to me. You know, and kind of do like a... Because that's how you a, do it. A TBN yes. kind of moment, you know, like, you know, having a Holy Ghost moment. Oh, yeah. I know I'm making fun of a lot of stuff here, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Um, <laughs> You're the other guy. I You're really just exemplifying the other Pat guy. Pat Robinson <laughs> is watching right now, okay? I'm sure. Um, but if I was to stop and say, oh, I just feel like the Lord's just saying something. He wants us to love one another. Yeah. I think most people would walk out of here being like, I didn't really get anything out of that, did you? No, no. no. You would you would have wanted like the location of the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, date the and time kind of, specific. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's what I. Yeah. Um, so, but Jesus is saying he's about to release a new product. So, what is so new about what Jesus is saying? Because love one another is an old idea. Yeah. And there isn't anything really new about it, but um, it is new when you look at what Jesus. Says. Yeah. So why don't you tell us out of John 13, 35. Yes, let me read that for you. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Okay. Now, that has never been said before. And for Jesus, what he just said there, that new element about loving each other. Yes. But the only thing that's new about it and, you know, you race through it, you look and say, well, what is what is new about it? Because I've seen that in Deuteronomy. I've seen it in other places. Right. And it's like, the only part that's different is, as I have loved you. 
Yes. That's the revolution. That is the, the, the new, new product. Um, this is the new thing. So, so different in the mind of Jesus that he calls it a whole new idea. Yeah, I think about, if you want to think about Apple and then bringing out new products, I think back to one of the greatest new products that they brought out is when they introduced Siri. You remember how yeah. that changed everything? Yeah. I mean, I no longer have to pick my phone up to set my alarm. I can literally just speak it into the air. That was a brand new concept. And I think, you know, when Jesus is saying this, it's that kind of life-altering, life-changing experience yeah. that, that he's coming and doing something that's brand new and, and explaining that to them. And I think, wasn't he doing this at the Lord's Supper? Like, wasn't this the Last Supper? I think it was... I don't think in uh, chapter 13. I don't think we're oh, there wasn't? yet. Oh. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Don't um, listen to me. No, it's all right. But there's, there's, a, there's about, like, Jesus goes on in the temple for a while, and this might be part of that temple discourse, but I, I may I be know. wrong. Um, so the whole idea that's revolutionary is the fact that he says that it's, it's not being loving. That's not new. Um, but loving like Jesus. Yes. That's brand new. Um, you've heard love your neighbor before, but, but I want to blow it out of the water. And Jesus says, um, I want you to love the way that I love. Yeah. So it's as if loving needed to be redefined. Right. I mean, like in our culture right now, you can use the word love all you want, but we really don't know what it means. That's why when people say Christianity or, or all God wants us to do is love one another. Right. It doesn't matter about truth. It doesn't matter about judging. It doesn't matter about distinction. It doesn't matter about right and wrong. It's all about love. And Jesus is pulling back from this and say, whoa, 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 no. I don't, I'm giving you a new commandment. I want you to love. Mm -hmm. but there is a distinctive way I want you to do it. Yeah. I want you to love the way that I love. Absolutely. Yeah. I, when, you know, I was thinking about that, like how it's, how, how is he redefining it? And when we think about love, I think we have lost the definition of love mm -hmm. and we have to go back to what he's doing. I heard someone describe it. I heard an apologist describe it. When you talk about love and loving someone, she was saying, you know, if someone goes in to the doctor and the doctor comes to them, they feel fine. But the doctor said, you actually are riddled with cancer. So we're going to have to check you into the hospital and we're going to give you chemo. Well, if they go to the hospital and the the nurses are like, oh, we don't want to make you sick. We just want to love you. We just want to comfort you. We're just going to bring you in, give you a warm blanket, feed you. Is that the most loving thing you can do to someone whose body's riddled with cancer? Right. Or is the most loving thing that you can do is treat it with chemo that's going to make them really sick yeah. and make them feel miserable, but mm -hmm. ultimately will take care of what's going on? Right, right. I mean, so, you know, we have to think outside of what we've thought about as loving. Yeah, because let's say you get into a marriage and we just celebrated 33 years, me and my Ooh, wife. Yeah. yeah. And you just celebrated with uh, 23 Chris, years, me and my husband. Years. Yeah, 10 years behind you guys. On the same day too, right? A couple of days apart. Memorial Day weekend, really. Yeah. Both of us Spoleto. got married. I know, yeah, it was um, crazy. Yeah, so, but there's a point in your marriage where you can de-evolve in your loving um, I guess discipline with yeah. each other. Yeah, you can get snarky. Hmm. Yeah, do you ever guys ever have a snarky period? I mean, maybe I, I might be snarky. Yeah, <laughs> there, there are times. Yeah, yeah. I, just the other day I was snarky with him for no reason. It's really, I mean, 
he, he was drinking milk and I thought he should be drinking orange juice. And I'm like, what are you doing? I just got you orange juice in the refrigerator. And he's like, I didn't see it. I'm like, what do you mean you didn't see it? I bought orange juice because I know you like it. Yeah. He just, why, you know, yeah. I, just, I, I, I can so see Jesus doing that. You know, I can so <laughs> see him just fussing at John, the beloved. And John's like, I don't feel very beloved right now. Can I put my head on your chest? <laughs> you know. <laughs> there you go. That's it. It's all right. But the, um, I, I do, and, and over 33 years, there have been like years of snarkiness. Yeah. Where my quality of love for Susan kind of dropped off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I loved her the way that I wanted to love her. I maybe loved her the way my father loved my mother. Yeah. After 25 years. You know, I love the way that most men love a woman after 25 years of marriage. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, but Jesus didn't call me to love based upon those standards. That's he right. called me, oh, I want you to love her as I love you. Yeah. I want you to love her that way. As Christ loved the church. Yes. And gave himself up for her. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it, sa- it's what it says yeah. to husbands. So yeah. the new idea is, hey, how about we stop acting like the Democrats are more loving than Republicans. Right. And Republicans are more righteous than Democrats. And why don't we all say, well, let's come up with a new standard here. <laughs> and the new standard is, is, why don't you guys all copy Jesus? Yeah. Why don't we all do that? Let's do that. And because in America, I think we've lost the concept of love, what it really means, or what yeah. does a... What does a good marriage look like? What does loving look like? Right. And in our culture, we've lost it. We have. And in some of our families, we've lost. We think that loving is just providing a college tuition. I, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to are like, well, my, I'm like, how's your marriage? You know, how's it going? Oh, I mean, my husband provides for me. He doesn't beat me. He doesn't cheat on me. So he's he's good. I'm like, no, those are basics. That's, yeah. you know, but that's what we've kind of boiled it down to instead of the idea of cherishing and sacrifice, which is what we see Jesus modeling for us is a cherishing and a sacrificing. Yeah. And let me just say, just like, like Apple re- releasing a new phone and being excited about it, I think Jesus is excited with the potential of what humanity could look like if it loved the way that Jesus loves. Yeah. I think he's like looking at your marriage, looking at my marriage, looking at our church, looking at our community. And it's like, listen, I got a product here that will radically change how America lives. Yeah. I don't want you guys to love each other the best way you can. I don't want you to love each other, even love yourself the way that you want to be loved. Right. I mean, he does say something like that, like in the golden rule, but he's already laying this down, is that the way that you should want to be loved is the way that I love. And that's yeah. the thing. People don't even know how how am I supposed to be loved. Right. Because you know? when it says love others as you love yourself, sometimes I don't love myself properly because if you heard what went on in my mind and in my head about myself... I'm my worst critic. I mean, yeah. I really tell myself how horrible I am and beat myself up all the time in my head. So that's not loving to me. I would never say the things to you that I say to myself. Right. Never. I would never speak those to someone else. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. unless I look at the fact that God moved towards us first through Christ. He right. moved towards us. Yeah. And that's the standard that Jesus has set for us. That's how he loves especially if somebody's been through some victimization in their life absolutely where we've we've got a good friend whose you know father was abusive and then died and 
she was left to help raise all the the, bro- the siblings and all that. Right. Um, it's like uh, if you told her to, well, you need to love the way that your father loved, she would be like, I don't know what that looks like. Right. Um, because that was kind of messed up. Or, well, you need to love... So we're in a culture now that's lost its pattern. So Jesus standardizes the pattern of love. Yes. He, he actually says, okay, I know you love this person one way and you love this other person this other way, but I'm just going to go ahead and standardize it. I want you to love your enemies. I want you <laughs> to love those who do evil to you. I want you to love your, you know, I want you to love this guy over here, this person over this store over here. I want you to treat people with dignity the way that I treat you with dignity. Yeah. You know, um, just think about in the Gospels, the, the people Jesus stops to talk to, that the disciples are really surprised that he stops and talk to. Oh, yeah. I mean, like Zacchaeus, you okay. know? Yeah. I mean, we hear Zacchaeus was a tax collector, and that really doesn't mean much to me, honestly, when I think about it. But for them in their culture, being a Jewish man collecting taxes from the Jewish people on behalf of the Roman government was like, the vilest of vile things that right. you could do. And Jesus went over and said, hey, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to have dinner with you tonight. Right, right. He stopped a parade yeah. for him. And and he stopped and said that. And, and these, I mean, and the Jewish people had a right to not like Zacchaeus because not only was he taking money from the Roman gov- for the Roman government, but he also taxed him even more because that's how he made money. Yeah. And he was extremely wealthy and had a really comfortable lifestyle when most of the people that he was taking taxes from could barely feed their families. Yeah. So they had a reason to be angry with him. He wasn't doing good, kind things. And they... And Jesus redefines what loving is so much so that they say he eats with publicans. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but he eats with sinners and uh, winos and yeah, prostitutes. Yeah, it says says all those harlots. I think it's harlots. Okay, Uh, I don't think we can say prostitute anymore. Maybe in the Uh, King James version. But he he all these people that what that normally were not in the category of loving. Right. And Jesus is beginning to. How about the woman? That touches the hem of his garment. Oh, man. I mean, so Jesus is on his way to heal a two-year-old girl. Now, everybody can love a two-year-old girl. I mean, That's if you right. see a little Ireland run up to you, you're probably just like, even if you don't like kids, you got to like this kid. Of course you do. And so, you know, she'll just look at you, and she's got a little pacifier in her mouth and running, and then, you know, got a little purse alongside. And it's Always like, has a purse. I love that about her. And so Jesus is on his way to heal somebody Ireland's age. To save her life. Right. But he has a woman that's probably in her 60s. Yeah. That is widowed and who's been sick for a long time and now has no money because right. there was no social security system in place. And he stops again, everybody, and turns around to, to talk and have a conversation with her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that when Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you, it's going to interrupt our parade. Oh, it's going to, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, and and if you think about when I was thinking about how did Jesus love, not only the interactions in the gospel in the way that he loved, but if you look at what the Apostle Paul writes in Romans, and it says, but God shows his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. When we were enemies, when we were, you know, against him, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us to clean it yeah. up or to become kinder or to do something that was right. He moved first towards us. Yeah. So when we're thinking about loving the other guy in the way that Jesus loves us, 
Sometimes it's going to require me making the move. The first move. The first Instead move. Instead of waiting for them until they right. come and apologize to me. That's right. And, and it's, so the love of God is initiatory. Yeah. And it's uh, honestly, I will tell you, the secret of a good marriage to defuse the fight in my house, if I'm really angry at Chris, I have to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help me, but I serve him. I, even if I'm angry, I'll say, hey, can I get you something to drink? Can I do something for you? Can I make you a snack? In the middle of an argument? Well, I mean, I've been steaming over it, so it's not yeah. like in the heat of the argument, but I'll right. just walk away or he'll walk away. And, and you'll be like, can I get you a sandwich? <laughs> Ten minutes later, I'm like, yeah. Man, I've just started an argument <laughs> just to get that sandwich, you know? <laughs> Some people. <laughs> but it really, making that first move yeah. can diffuse the tension in an argument um, right. in, in loving someone. He's always preemptive. Oh, Jesus is yeah. always, yes. So, um in the Old Testament, the basically the standard was an eye for an eye, a two for a tooth. Right. Kind of tit for tat. Hey, there you go. Yeah. And if you don't know what that is, you got to go listen to that sermon from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it yeah. was one of the best I've heard. Yeah, tit for tat. The idea of just giving somebody what they give you and just going back and forth. So if people were good to you, you did good to them. If people were bad to you, you do bad to them. And Jesus is like, listen, that's the old way of doing things. We're not going to do it anymore. That's right. Um it's not about winning the argument anymore. It's about winning the heart of the other person and conveying love to them. So yeah. um, so we're being called not to love as Baptist love. Yeah. Um, for me, it would be not loving as Catholics love. I, he I, knows that I can't get rid of my Baptist roots. <laughs> yeah, when what would be indicative of, and I'm not, we're not villainizing Baptists or Catholics or evangelicals or anybody or here. Any, yeah. But what is some of the pretense that we have been a, part of. Oh yeah. No, I, my in, grandmother, in so my grandmother that I love mm -hmm. grew up in a Baptist church. And when I got a tattoo in college, she looked me in the face and said, you're going to hell because you have a tattoo. It says it in the Bible. Yeah. I was like, wow. All right then. Well, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what she told me. And I just said, well, you know, one day we'll talk about this in heaven. She's like, no, you, I know you're going to hell because of it. And she loved me. She loved me. And I love my grandmother. I really, but she just had been taught. This is what it says without putting it in context, without looking at what Jesus comes in and says, love as I have loved you and the way that he interacted. You yeah. know? Sometimes we get stuck in an old pattern that we had, we had once had a complaint that people were leaving their cigarette butts outside Crosstown church. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, um, Somebody came and complained to me about it. So we took care of it. Uh, the following week when they came up, we had one of those ashtray things. I think it's still out there yeah, somewhere, isn't you it? you put your, your butts. butts. Yeah. They thought we were going to make an announcement that no smoking at the church. But it was nope. like, well, you know, uh, if we're concerned about people's health, then why are we serving brownies and fried chicken at some potluck dinner? That's you right. know, uh, we make this distinction. That's right. And so... I, I, yeah, I think that, see, as a Catholic, um, I think as a Catholic, we would go in and do the Mass, and we'd stand, sit down, sit and sit mm -hmm. down. And then there would be a point where it said, now turn and give uh, the sign of the peace. As the same peace that God's given you, give that peace to one another. And we turn around, peace be with you, peace be with you, peace be with you, and we'd shake hands, and that's it. And it was just, it was a token at best. Yeah. You know, Um you're going through the motions. Just going through the motions of it. Then you'd walk out and life would just continue. Yeah. So um, so when when Jesus says love as I have loved you, it will it will affect, first of all, I, I kind of broke it down into categories. Yeah. It will affect who you will love. Right. Because how Jesus loves, he 
he loves a lot of different people that are different than him. Very different. And actually, I don't think the Jewish people really thought that. Like when they thought neighbor, they only thought countrymen, other Jewish people, because there was so much tension. We think we have political tension. I mean, it was real intense then. And so when Jesus said neighbor, he he was breaking that down. Like, no, it's going to change who you love. You don't get just to love the people who are from the same area as you or look like you or talk like you or think like you. Jesus is like, no, you've got to love Anyone that you encounter. Yeah. Anyone that you encounter. That's why they were surprised whenever he'd heal outside of certain areas, territories. Right. That, like um, uh, Tyrant's um, Sidon. Sidon. When the woman, the Syrophoenician woman. Yes. Yeah, they were all a little surprised that he actually interacted with her. Or when he was talking to the... Samaritan. Yeah, at the well. Mm-hmm. The woman at the well. And then using the story of the Good Samaritan to... Right. I mean, that's kind of insulting to a bunch of Jewish people. Very much to so. To say when they're like, well, who's my neighbor or how do I love my neighbor? And he says, oh, there was a Samaritan. Right. Wait a minute, we're going to use him as the protagonist, not the antagonist. Right. When we don't even like them. You're, you know, it's, it's kind of like when somebody, was it one of the disciples says, come see uh, Jesus the Christ of, of uh, Nazareth. Of Nazareth. He says, "Can anything good come out of Nazareth?" Right. I think it was Philip, or maybe yeah, Andrew. Uh, Na- Nathaniel. 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 Yeah. Man, you're um, testing all my Bible knowledge tonight. That's right. Ooh, so, uh, first of all, it's going to affect who you will love. Yeah. So right now, you got to think about: Is there a who in your Whoville that you don't want to love? Okay. And, I think that's so important. I mean, yeah. I really think that you guys should all get that person's name in your head right now. Yeah. Because I think there we we can deny it if we want to, but we all have a who that we don't really want to love. We'll tolerate maybe, but we don't want to show compassion or kindness. Or, or let's just say to love them the way Jesus would love them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that's would put huge. up with them. And so there are some who's out there. So who we will love... It, it changes. Big. Okay. All right. And that can be a people group. Oh, for sure it can be. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, how you will love. Yeah. Okay. That's a big thing. We talked a little bit about that, but how you will love that person. You know, you won't just give them a, you know, a, a, a little snicker or. It, hey. me- it means if they pee in your pool and you it's- know it, you got to invite them back. Got to uh, invite him back. Do I have to invite him back? You have to invite now, him back. There are boundaries in love, but I mean healthy boundaries. That's Somebody here, just, when I was looking at the notes, yeah, uh, I don't know what Donna Lee does for a living, but she says that uh, urine is normally sterile. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, Donna, thank you for your input there. <laughs> I still don't uh, want to be I'm around. I'm not it. sure. I'm I'm going with that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So. There are a lot of um, sterile things that I don't really want to be swimming in. And Robert Braddock said he grew up Baptist, and they still can't dance at all. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. No playing cards, no dancing. Come on, not No, you not can't today. play cards. Can't play no, cards. No, that's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know, because I don't go to a Baptist church now. But yeah, there are a lot but, of good things from the Baptist church. There's though. a lot of so good I'm things So I'm not making ba- fun yeah. of it, because it is yeah. a, a very much a part of who I am. Because <laughs> I think we're all challenged about who we will love. Yeah, and how know? we do it. Yeah, and how we do it. Matter of fact, I spent all day today... Answering the question whether or not we are to use, how do we respond to transgender people with pronouns? Right. Do we call them by their pronoun or do we stand our ground in principle and say, well, you're not really a girl, you're a boy? And uh, how do we do And so, I mean, I spent all day and just. Two days, really, yeah, you've really been working days. on it. Yeah. Just 
going over the scriptures and how we should respond. And, uh, and it really came down to not one answer, did it? Right, it wasn't, no. No, it was kind of like I came up with like three scenarios that, that try, you have to discern the moment yeah. and discern what's going on with this person also and how you respond to them. And I think Jesus did that. So you, you got to figure out how you will love the way Jesus will love. Absolutely. In that situation. Yes. What the heck? I, I'm getting a phone call. Um, <laughs> golly, I am so sorry. It was Deanna. Come on, Deanna. She knows that we're online right now. She's probably you know, watching. She you know wanted what? to give us a point. She wanted to share. She's she a did. theologian. She loves that stuff. Or maybe Ireland's playing with her phone uh, right now, and uh, Ireland's uh, like, Papa, Papa. Oh, that's... Oh, oh, if you're watching back, Ireland, he loves you. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> um, so how we will love, when you will love. Oof, yeah. Okay? Uh, on Sunday morning, we're pretty good here at Crosstown Loving People. Yeah, but well, like we did Beast Fairy Fest this past Sunday. Right. That's a when you love a little bit different, you know? Yeah. Because it was a lot A lot of the vendors that we had don't come to our church. Most of them right. did not come to our church. Yeah. And we did not have a traditional service on Sunday morning. We chose on a Sunday morning to love them yeah. in a different way. And yeah. maybe when you love will be in the parking lot outside of Publix. Absolutely. When you've been waiting for that spot, somebody turns in and takes it. Yeah. And you don't get it. Um, so um, it was Ireland. See, she's now, see, she's now texting me. I'm sorry, folks. Let me turn off my volume here. <laughs> um, so when you will love. Yeah. Sometimes we want to just say not right now. Right. Like when you're busy and you're trying to order six cakes at Costco, I may be speaking from personal experience. What happened with this? The lady, I, I went in today. I went in earlier in the week. I got to order six cakes. That's a lot of cakes from Costco. And I, so I went in over the weekend, and one woman told me, six different sheets. You need to fill out six different sheets. I said, yes, ma'am. So I went in today to make sure, and the woman was like, I want it all on one sheet. How many are you doing? And I tried to explain to her, and no matter what I said, no matter how kind my tone was, she, she did not. And I thought, you know what? This is not a time I really want to love. I have got to get this done and get to work and get other things on my list. So I did not want to slow the moment down. Mm -hmm. But I heard that little voice from the Holy Spirit just saying, you know, tonight you're going to be talking about loving the other guy. So here's a moment that is going to take a little extra time on your part. And I did. And by the end of it, I was on a first name basis with her and she was much kinder. And she said, thank you. Have a good day. Wow. So, yeah. So you don't get to just pick uh, I'm on or I'm off. Right. You know. I have to be on on Sunday. You have to be on on Sunday, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's really in those moments where it's the little times in between that right. I think makes the real difference. Right, right. Um why you love. That mm. will it will challenge why you love. Because a lot of times I, why I love is well, well how do I do it now? Um I love my friends and family. Why? Because they're my friends and family. <laughs> Of course I love them. Yeah. Um, I love people that are loving to me. Right. Like these guys here, you know, yeah. you guys online, easy to love, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 easy. I mean, just just look at them. I mean, seriously. The paragon of lovability it, right there. There it is. It's the yeah, paragon it, you know, of lovability. Yeah, That's They're tweetable right there, folks. over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how about when you love, when I think loving you will bring me more love? Oh, Yeah. You know, so there are sometimes we, that may be our methodology that Jesus is saying, oh, I want to, I want you to love differently. We will turn on the love pumps mm -hmm. because we want to be loved in such a way. Yeah. You know, I think we all do that. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, it's, it's like coercion. 
Yeah, but when, and it's not necessarily a wrong thing on our part. I have a friend, we kind of tease each other. We have a mutual adoration society going on. We just build each other up. And it's, you know, if I'm feeling bad about myself or really hating myself, I'll call her. And she just tells me how awesome I am. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. it, and it's not a bad thing, but... But it's not as Jesus would do. Right. It's not right. as pure as the love Jesus has. Right, right. And that we're talking about the new commandment. There is still the old commandment. That's right. Um, uh, lo I love people when I think the person deserves it. Mm. I mean, okay, like, Ooh. I mean, it's hard for me sometimes because I'll get privy information about who's cheating on who and who's, um, you know, uh, slapping who or who's, you know. Yeah, so when who's I betrayed see people, who or, Right, you know. right. When I, um, or who's not giving to the church. Ooh, yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a win. I'll say, or who is giving to the church. Right. So you can uh, all of a sudden decide, well, I'm going to love that person because they're really involved. They work in the nursery. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I had to had to be honest with you. That's probably the toughest. The money thing's not tough for me because I, I don't look to see who gives. Uh, and plus, I'm not impressed. Everybody gives out of a, a different yeah. strata of income. So it's, you can't really evaluate that. Um, but I tend to lean towards people who serve at Crosstown. Right. People who do things at Crosstown, I tend to, they get my first response. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably not right. I mean, if I was if I was using Jesus' standard, love... Uh, Jesus is loving a lot of people, giving a lot of bread, a lot of food, and a lot of miracles to people that are not following him. That's right. And that are not buying into his vision. But he still fed the 5,000 when not all yeah. of them continued. Right, right. But he yeah. fed all of them. Yeah, so um, so sometimes we do. I love people who are morally approved. Oh, yeah. that's. I think that's a big one for us, isn't it? I, I think... I think our culture, the Southern yeah, culture, yeah, Bible yeah. Belt tendency. Bible Belt, yeah, because I'm not this way. No, you're this not. This is not my my weakness. My other weakness is Bible the person belt. who deserves it based upon how well they've served what I'm a part of. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I, I can admit that. But no, whether they're morally approved or not. You actually tend to go I, after I the ones like that are not yeah. considered morally approved. Yeah. I mean, but that's Bible why me Bell and Simon is... are so close. I mean, so he's out there. That's why I Simon, that out there. you know, he's, he loves he's gonna you. He's going to throw something <laughs> out there. But no, I, I like the people who struggle with things. Right. Uh, and I can love somebody who's really just kind of like everybody else has just given up on because he's kind of screwed up his life or she's screwed up her life. And, and it's like, oh, no, no, I can, I can do that. Uh, Susan... Who's a, who's a wonderful, compassionate, loving person? I think she tends to fall, have a little bit of difficulty here. Yeah. About the morally approved because well, she, she comes from a Southern Pentecostal holiness background. That's right. Yeah. And you know, Susan and I probably are similar on this. You know, we yeah. both graduated from the same high school. Really? Way to go, stall yeah. warriors. Yeah. But I think I'm with Susan in that too. Yeah. I think it is part of my background. I have a hard time with yeah. that. And I also. Um, uh, I love people that are like me. Oh, yeah. You know, I really do like, I like people who, who are just like me. Yeah. So, so none of these are sin per se, but they are not the vision of Christ. That's they right. are not part of the new thing that Jesus wants to do. No. So he wants to begin to challenge this way of doing things. So uh, that means we need to speak to people. That right. we normally don't speak to. We need to love people that we normally don't want to love. It's not about the 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 win or being right. It's more about winning the person. Um, yeah. It's it means 
God-fearing is not the ultimate goal. Yeah. You know? I think those things can make you a little bit nervous sometimes, you know? But I think it's true, and I think it's something we all need to consider is the idea of not trying to win the argument, not trying to put the truth. But it says in the Bible, this is true. And sometimes we can be true all day long and not loving. The wrong way. Yeah, the wrong way. And scripture tells us you're clanging cymbal, you're noisy gong. And if you can't speak it in love, you probably shouldn't speak it. So Uh, yeah, definitely shouldn't speak it. It's part of our Christ culture, which is right here somewhere. You know, it's on both sides of us right there. Yeah, that we don't ever give people a piece of our mind, but we take the mind of Christ. And I think that's what this is speaking to here that we, you know, maybe someone is struggling with gender identity. Mm -hmm. Well, how about I just speak to that person and maybe consider what got that person to that place? Right. Because they didn't just wake up one day and think this is where I want to be. There are multiple steps that led them. And I need to think about the person, not the issue. I think that's a a big thing that it's not just, oh, we have to be God fearing, but I think it's. Looking at them. Before we were running out of time because you, of course, because I talked talk way too much, too much about I... the peeing and the pool thing, <laughs> guys. I want to apologize for that. I, she just got a little carried away for, um, on I can't, it. and I can't <laughs> let it go. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> boom. <laughs> okay, uh, so th- oh, I hate to say it this way. <laughs> Three source streams of. But we did plan it that way. No, I didn't plan it that way. That's these notes are here. Um, so, so how do we get empowered yeah. to do this? Right. So let's tell because if we just say you need to love like Jesus did, and then walk out the door, you know, right. it's just not going to happen. No. Uh, so what's what's the first one? So it's you know the one of the streams is the example of Christ. We need to look at what. Christ did. I love what Colossians 3.12 says. It says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, that's the example of Christ. It's like, we're beloved and we need to put on. It's something we have to put on. It's not going to come natural. Right. So we got to know the example of Christ. Yes. So the first thing that that you need to hunker down on is to start looking into the Gospels. Absolutely. And and become aware of the example of Christ. Right. right? There's no way you're going to do that otherwise. You've got to see how Jesus loved. Yeah. Boom. Number two, the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Okay, so what does the Holy Spirit do for us? I mean, the Holy Spirit is that thing that gives you pause. It's that that time where you can pause and it gives you discernment. The Holy Spirit is what is inside of us, empowering us to do this. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is what allows me to discern a situation like when I was at Costco. It was the Holy Spirit and that conviction that said, hey, slow this moment down, mm-hmm. speak in love, because that wasn't natural, but it was the empowerment, the wisdom, the discernment of the Holy Spirit. And it's the love of God that's given to us through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's what it says in yeah, Romans. Yeah, so it's just shed abroad in our hearts. So if you got somebody that you can't love the way Jesus wants you to love them, then you need to get more of the Holy, not only the example of Christ in you, but the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit, it's funny. If I just go out for a prayer walk around my neighborhood, 0.85 miles, if I will just walk that 0.85 miles, which takes me about, I don't know, like 12 and a half mi- uh, minutes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will be radically pre- changed and prepared for the day to love people that I normally wouldn't love. It's amazing. It is. Yeah. I think we get too busy to slow down yeah. and yield to the Holy Spirit, but you have to yield. You or have you to... think, yeah, I got this. Right, right. Yeah. 
Or I'm going to work. I'm only going to see Stacy and Ricky and Brian and Ben. And I kind of love those guys. So I really don't need the Holy Ghost, uh, you know, or Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, Holy Ghost. That's yeah. sounds that's, Catholic, isn't it? I think that's, is, is I that don't Catholic know. What is that? Ca- Holy Ghost? It's not Baptist. It, yeah, it's, I not don't ba- think, it's not? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Okay. I like Holy Ghost. It we, I mean, like, we, yeah. We even talked about like that. Sounds like a TV show. <laughs> um, okay. And then the other way is, um, the other way that I love, the way that Jesus loved me, Knowing the example of Christ, being empowered by the Holy Spirit, yes, but also being aware of what it's like to be beloved by God. Absolutely. So that's where love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you are not in touch with how beloved you are of God, right, you're at a deficit to love other people the way Jesus loved them, right? Because you gotta, you gotta, and I hate to use this word, but you gotta feel what it feels like. You do. To know what it means to be cherished, to be yeah. desired, to be safe. Your mind can't know what your heart hasn't experienced. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's real hard, right? I mean, you have to have that experience of knowing that beloved. And, and, and how do you know it? By studying. You're going to challenge I'm going to research that. Okay. I'm just saying, I think, okay. Denise Wait, is say, shaking her say head. Say it one more time. Your mind can't know what your heart hasn't experienced. Your mind can't. Okay, first of all, you're saying that there's a division between mind and heart. Listen, which, I just came up with it on the cuff. It's not no, in my no, notes. It's, it's just, it, so maybe it, it falls apart. It was apart. pretty but, good. But, uh, but I do think you have to experience. You have to, and how do you experience being beloved of God? Yeah. Spending time in his presence. Exactly. And so if I haven't been spending time right. in the presence of God, then I can't understand and do that with other people. I can't show and demonstrate uh, absolutely. that love. Did yeah. I clean that yeah. up yeah. enough? Yeah, it's kind of like okay. when the Holy Spirit falls on the disciples and they don't know what's happened. Right. And all of a sudden Peter stands up and, and now adds the mind element to it. Well, what you just experienced was... The outpouring, according to Joel chapter two verse twenty eight, right. I pour out my spirit. So there's a point when um, you you got your heart and your mind have, have kind of you've got to educate your mind to know right. where your where your heart should go because sometimes we let our hearts go places where it shouldn't go. Absolutely, fall in love with people we shouldn't fall in love, loving in a way that we don't, you know. Yeah, and so sometimes we have to learn what is the right way. That's right. Uh, be transformed in the renewing of our mind. And that is even in the issue of uh, loving. So right. we tend to think about being transformed in the image of our mind is our way, our ethical thinking or yeah. our intellectual thinking. But it's like also, no, it could be about the quality of our love. Right. You know, and so you're, you're right. What you came up with was uh, spot on. And, and I will say the last thing on that, one of the ways that I become more aware of being beloved by God, I heard this a long time ago, and you're probably going to think this is cheesy, but it works for me. Um, when I tell God I love him, I always say, I love you too, because I've never spoken the words I love you to him before he's already spoken it over me, I think. So he's declared that he loves me. He, that was spoken. He downloaded that to me, demonstrated it through Christ. Um, and so when I tell God I love him, I always say, I love you too. I always yeah. put the U2, you know, the two on it oh, because oh, I'm adding. That there's already an implied he, I love you being said to you. That's right. And so when Through I say I love you to God, I am not initiating that. Oh, that's very good. I just say I love you too. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's very good. Thanks. That wasn't me. That was one of my favorite Bible teachers. Who's that? Come on, who's my favorite? Not, not Bessie. Yeah, Beth yeah, Moore. yeah, give it up. John McCarthy, out. take that home. <laughs> um, Ooh, that would be a fun conversation yeah, for a later be. date. Um, 
Well, so there's a lot of things there. Uh, do we get any questions, um, uh, Brian, from our from our loving people out there? Um, somebody needs to uh, the Paragon of Vulnerability should be the name of a worship band. Ooh. Okay, yeah, well, I think that's funny because uh, Robert, what you won't know is that to, uh, they don't call them worship bands anymore. No. Yeah, yeah, that's that's showing that you probably got saved in the uh, 80s or 90s. I'm with you, they Robert. Be, I don't know what they call yeah, them. They, what do they no, call it's them? It's like worship team. Worship team, yeah, not worship yeah, band. Worship band, but I, I love that. I'm with you, that. Robert. Yeah. I call it a worship band. Um, Kathy's just spewing, spewing love all over the place. Um, She's easy to love, yeah, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's just uh, like, uh, we love you, Paul. We love you, Stacy. Uh, we love you, um, Donald Trump. <laughs> I uh, see. I see all kinds of stuff in there. Um, a lot of good stuff. So loving one another. Yeah. Not easy. No. But it is new, and he'll empower us to do it. Absolutely. And I know this more than anything. Right. I'll look at my calendar. The people that are going to come in and talk to me, I'll be like, "Oh my gosh." I mean, sometimes I'll be like, I don't want to talk to people today. It's not just because it's that person. Right. It's because I just don't want to talk to people. And I'd be like, if I'll just get out, walk around the parking lot, pray to the Lord, come back in. It's like, I was created for this moment. God, give me something for this moment. I know you love this person. And usually it ends up being like two hours long. And then he's like going, that was the best meeting I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's all God. That's all God. Yeah. So he and he will do it for all of us. It's not just something he would do for us because maybe we're teachers and we have to do this. But this is Jesus didn't he came for everyone. Yeah. I mean, for God so loved the world, he sent Jesus yeah. for every single person. And so if you're struggling with loving the other guy, listen, look to the example of Christ. Spend time reading the gospel of John. Wouldn't you say maybe yeah. that's probably one of the best gospels to yeah. start with? Yeah. You know, ask for that empowerment of the Holy Spirit if you're really struggling and then just begin saying, I love you too, God, every time you tell him that. And I think mm -hmm. if you do those three things, you will really, don't you love that? Yeah, yeah I love it. Just like a Baptist preacher. <laughs> I can't Wrapping up with guys... three points at the end of the sermon. <laughs> hey, are, we but gonna, are we doing also... an altar call at this point? <laughs> Maybe. You want to? No. Just if you three would like, everybody close your eyes, raise your <laughs> hey. hand, but then I'll tell everybody to open their eyes while your hands are still up. So... Um, I'm you sorry. Love it. Yeah, See? I do. It's it's a wonderful thing. Um, so in this coming week, we're going to finish up our series on fault lines. Yeah. So that will be good. And then um, Ricky will be speaking the week after, which I'm really excited about. And then Me we'll too. be starting on Father's Day a new series called uh, "Live in the Do." Live in the Do, baby. Yeah, live in the Do, and uh, it goes back to yeah. It's gonna it's, it's gonna, gonna make be sense. so good. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna and, go back to. Mon. Yeah, the, the <laughs> Mount of Haman. Yeah. I can't wait to say that a few more times. Yeah, yeah. So I, we'll have to get you up there just so that you can say that a couple That's times right. on Sunday morning. So uh, I like it. So, yeah. But next week we'll be continuing yeah. here in Intentionally God. Yeah. Kind of some more specifics and details on how to love the other guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ricky That's will right. be back next week. Yep, he'll be yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. I hope vacation. he's enjoying his vacation right I'm now. I'm sure he is. They We're probably not jealous just got at all. the family all wrapped around the TV. Oh, I'm watching sure. Watching YouTube. I, I'm sure that's what they're doing yeah. as they're at the beach. No, I bet him and his, him and his kids are peeing in a pool someplace. There's a hotel. I hope so. There's a hotel pool getting <laughs> peed in right now. Not that <laughs> hey, we're calling him out. Why don't you uh, close this in prayer? All right. Sure thing. 
Father God, we just thank you so much. We thank you that you love us and um, you have demonstrated your love for us through your son, Jesus Christ, through the, the perfect and sinless life that he lived, through his death and resurrection and his ascension. We thank you that um, you have provided a way for us to be reconciled to you. We thank you that you have given us your Holy Spirit to empower us to love. So Father, I pray for every single one of us that are listening to this, that you will continue to empower us through your Holy Spirit to love the other guy, to be able to demonstrate the example of Christ's love, the way that Christ loved. Father, help us to do that because apart from you, we cannot do that. And so we thank you that you are going to have victory in this area. We love you and we ask these sayings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, everyone, for coming. Yeah. Have a good night. Thanks so much.